Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner, and I'm back with part two of my conversation with the founder and creator of Paula's Choice, the fabulous Paula Begon. Now, Paula, in this episode, answers more questioners, more questioners? More questions from listeners, which were posed in the Facebook group. The link uh, to join will be in the show notes. And I assure you it's an episode that's full of really useful information and sage beauty advice. And trust me, it is on its way. However, at the point of recording this podcast, I am still, as I'm sure many of you are, reeling at the news this week of the deaths of Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. I have never and will never shy away from talking about mental health on this podcast and for that reason before we get to all the skincare stuff I wanted to say this if you are struggling you don't feel yourself something's not right we all know you know I urge you to please speak up sometimes our friends and family aren't always able to recognize the signs or indeed give you the help you need when you ask for it and that's okay it's it's not actually their job but there are so many resources available where objective, trained counsellors can offer you advice and support. Seeking professional help is not a sign of weakness. I used to think it was, and I put off speaking to a therapist for years, but when I finally did, I can tell you from my own personal experience, it was one of the best things I have ever done. I've included some links and resources in the show notes that may be useful if you or someone you care about needs support, please do take a look, please have a look at them. And know this, please know that you aren't alone, there are resources available and there is a way out. Okay, and with that, let's get on with the show. It's part two of my conversation with Paula Begon answering your skincare questions. ask Effie's question you're going to love this one how do I incorporate different strengths of BHA into a routine for acne prone skin treatment versus maintenance I have one percent two percent nine percent and four percent in the post oh she's (laughs) oh she's from the states is she reading because we don't sell the 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 nine percent concentration uh, BHA and the four percent we don't sell in Europe. You can only sell strengths up to two percent. So oh, okay. she must have had a mule bring that. <laughs> I do, do have you an know what a mule audience. You I know do, what yeah. a mule is. Yes. So, um, so to answer her American question, uh, because she's saying I don't really use them with any sort of logic. So she's using them because she wants her great her best skin, okay. but she's not sure she's doing it right. Okay, so here's the logic. So one of the things about using exfoliants, especially when you have acne, but also because exfoliants are so helpful for sun damage or just having smooth skin or advanced sun damage, uh, it's some amount of experimentation. So for example, me, I use my BHA 2% at night. And now as I've gotten older, so I used to spot treat with my 9% BHA. That's really what it was first developed for. But a lot of people with advanced acne actually use it all over, Mm -hmm. once a day. Um, I now, because of my advanced sun damage, I use it once a day after my 2% BHA. So I guess technically I'm applying 11% BHA uh, every night. I I started doing that about a a year, 
or so ago, something like that. And the improvement was just now it's hard to give up. Um, so is that just using those two products at night or is there anything else in the room? Well, that's me. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, there's, yeah, no, I have <laughs> other products. We're just talking about BHAs and AHAs now. Um, so some people, like um, one of my research directors, um, I would tell, I would say you only need to use, you know, a BHA. You don't need also an AHA. Mm-hmm. But then our customers are telling us they use an AHA during the day and a BHA at night. And I'm thinking that's just that's just doesn't follow the research. And then I'm in a meeting one day and the whole room when I'm saying uh, with customer service and the product development team and they're we're answering questions and they say, I say, what's this thing with using AHA in the morning and BHA at night? What is that about? And then everybody, almost every, not everybody, but almost everybody in the room goes, well, that's what I do too. And I'm <laughs> like afraid to tell Paula that's what they do too. So uh, what I know is that some people get improvements depending on the depth of the damage and the problem they're dealing with when they mix it up, it, mm-hmm. especially for keratosis pilaris, the, mm. uh, the tendency for chicken skin on the arms yep. and the legs, those red hard bumps. Mm. Um, the research says it should just be BHA, that that's what works. And then we found from feedback from our customers that actually they get better results when they use both the AHA and the BHA. I don't have any, I can't point to research and <laughs> say why, but that was hard to ignore. So that's a long way of saying is it takes experimentation, but it is more helpful to have a routine. So what I would suggest is, uh, I, I don't quite know what her problem that she's dealing with is, but uh, 2% uh, all over, mm-hmm. spot treat with the 9% on a regular basis, especially for the particularly stubborn bumps, uh, the, the more cystic bumps. Uh, and then the 4% can be once a week and definitely, or twice a week, definitely have a system down mm-hmm. so you get that consistent, even results over time. Okay. And what should she be doing either side of the BHA? I, I don't know what her other problems are, but if it's acne, she probably should consider our azelaic acid mm-hmm. uh, multifunctional. We also have the same product just in our acne line as well because people who shop acne products don't necessarily shop regular skincare products. So we actually have it in two places in Paula's Choice. Um, but uh, And then you can consider at a pharmacy if the azelaic acid, our azelaic acid product is 10% mm-hmm. azelaic acid, um, you can always go to a pharmacy and uh, consider a 2.5 or 5% benzyl peroxide product. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the 10% version. The research about that is not so positive in terms of causing irritation. But the 2.5 and 5% strengths have very, very good research, especially when used with salicylic acid, as well as azelaic acid. Okay, Olivia Greaves asks, do I need to wear SPF even on days when it's not sunny in the UK? And is alcohol bad in skincare even when it's in something like an acid which helps the products penetrate further? Well, that's a good question. So the answer is daylight, even when it's cloudy, 60% 60% of the sun's, you're still seeing the day, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not nighttime. There's still daylight. The UVA and UVB rays that are killing your skin are still there. Mm-hmm. Sunscreen is a 365-day-a-year commitment if you don't want to look like those women you see on the beach that look <laughs> like leather. I can't do anything about that. Mm. If that's what you want, go for it. I, well, you'd be risking skin cancer as well. And their doctors, dermatologists are seeing more skin cancer than ever before on younger and younger people. Mm. So, yeah, 365 days a year, it is about daylight. Believe me, I wish it wasn't. I know that, like I was saying, truth and beauty Mm. is often disappointing. I have a, a home in Hawaii. And uh, on the beach, even when I know I'm walking and it's 6 o'clock and there's still sun out, and even though I know it's just about to go away, Mm. I don't want to apply sunscreen any more than anybody else does. But I know over time that would be killing my skin. Mm. I put the sunscreen on. I just, I can't do anything about how... You know, the World Health Organization calls the sun one of the primary carcinogens in the environment go figure mm. and like i mean it's it's a lot easier than it used to be i could understand maybe 20 years ago i remember as a kid 
I wasn't a kid 20 years ago. Mm. But, <laughs> but you know when you'd go on holiday and putting on sunscreen would be so like awful and claggy oh, and disgusting. Yes. But now the formulas are so there's so many to, to choose. There's so many to choose from. At Paula's Choice, we have at least 10 of the, I mean, I'm mm. I, we have more than just about any cosmetic company yeah. I know because the best sunscreen separate from SPF 30 and you apply it liberally. The best sunscreen is the one you like using. That's the best mm -hmm. sunscreen and that you will apply liberally on a daily basis. So you got to love it. And the alcohol question, is alcohol bad in skincare? Yes, even when it, okay, always. always there, I don't use alcohol in, well, we're talking very specific alcohols, mm -hmm. uh, denatured alcohol or SD alcohol, which hazel also contains alcohol, about 14% uh, witch hazel extract contains about 14% alcohol. So alcohol is bad. It causes free radical damage. There are ways to stabilize all kinds of ingredients, including AHAs and BHAs. I have 16, eight, oh, more than, probably more than 16 AHAs and BHA at Paula's Choice, and none of them contain alcohol. Now, just to be clear, there are alcohols that have names that sound like alcohol, like satiral alcohol and isopenyl, iso-something alcohol. Those aren't the problems. Alcohol is simply a, a, a molecular structure name. Mm -hmm. We're specifically saying uh, the SD alcohol or denatured alcohol, or when the word alcohol is just all by itself. That's the alcohol that is irritating, causes dryness, free radical damage, redness, irritation is just nasty for skin. Okay. Uh, Monica asks, suggestions for fading one dark sunspot on the bridge of my nose from years of daily skiing on the Alps without sunscreen in the 80s? I would get that checked out. I, uh, I'm, I, I'm worried when somebody tells me they have one dark spot in such a high. So the places to get sun damage uh, that turns into skin cancer is often the bridge of the nose, the center of the forehead, the top of the cheekbones. Mm -hmm. uh, the high for women, the chest, for men, the back of their neck. So when I hear that there's a brown spot, a single one, uh, then I'm thinking you probably need a body mapping. I, I've been running into, in Europe in particular, seeing more and more women with suspect brown spots that I don't remember seeing in subsequent trips historically when I'm traveling, I'm kind of surprised. So um, I, I also think a lot of dermatologists thinks it has to do with solariums, or, you know, tanning beds, mm. which are cancer beds. Um, so uh, I would get that mapped, and that's a very long way to say I would definitely try an exfoliant, mm -hmm. and I would try Paula's Choice 10% azelaic acid uh, multi-correctional product. So one of the things that's interesting, oh, and it wouldn't hurt to also use one of our high-strength vitamin C products. We have a uh, a 25% concentration vitamin C. Um, vitamin C and azelaic acid have incredible research mm -hmm. and high concentrations for interrupting melanin production. Mm -hmm. But I would, and you have to use sunscreen, and I strongly recommend the pure mineral sunscreens uh, 365 days a year, and then I would get that body mapped. Okay. Do, you, do you know what body, do people know what body mapping body is? Get it checked out, get it. Right, so what you do when you have, uh, very light-skinned people who are showing, especially young, brown spots on their skin, uh, you go in and get something called a body mapping, where a dermatologist literally maps out, they mark your little body, and then they transfer it to a sheet, because then in another year or two, you would go back in and see if they, any of them have changed size. So it's a way for people who are in a high-risk group for skin cancer to track what's happening mm. to their body. So uh, very white-skinned, light-skinned women in particular, uh, but it doesn't just have to be Northern European, mm -hmm. just lighter skin colors, uh, who have used tanning beds, who have tanned or had s serious sunburns mm -hmm. on a relatively regular basis, um, are at a very high risk of skin cancer. And uh, once they start seeing those brown spots, should, especially if they're very dark, blackish brown mm -hmm. spots um, uh, should probably consider getting a dermatological body mapping. Okay. 
um, I will try and find links to put in the show notes so that there's a resource there for listeners. Uh, Jennifer asks, um, advice with regards to acids. I feel like a benefit from both BHA and AHA, but I'm unsure how I could incorporate these two different acids into my routine. Could this also be too much? Should I stick with one type? We've kind of already yeah. gone here. Right. So, yeah, right. So it's the same answer, which is that takes their experimentation. Some people do great with mm-hmm. an AHA in the morning and a BHA at night. Some do great once a day, but alternating the AHA one night and the BHA the next night. Um, I don't actually, I, I personally don't do that, but I know a lot of people for their skin type feel they get benefit. It isn't overdoing it. Mm-hmm. I know there's some stuff on the internet about it means your skin won't turn over. It'll stop turning over. Um, the, the area of skin that is generating new skin cells is way down deep where AHAs and BHAs can go. Mm. So AHAs and BHAs are literally just working and stop working once they're at the top surface layers of skin that need to come off. So that that thing about your skin won't turn over is just not true. Okay. It's actually strengthened skin. The research is actually about those two groups of ingredients actually strengthening skin. Um, Maria's hopping on this question. Yep, saying, um, it seems so much to apply Paula's Choice BHA liquid 2%, which I adore daily or even morning and noon. Does this Well, that's way, whoa. Now we're talking overdoing it, but okay, go on. Does the skin really benefit from BHA more than once or twice a week? If so, how? And you've just explained the latter, but. Right, so the issue is, is that you definitely have to, depending on your skincare concern, because of sun damage and age, mostly sun damage, skin can't shed, exfoliate. You know, the skin mm-hmm. cells come off the way it did when we were young. Mm-hmm. And so, especially once you're in your 20s, but even younger, especially if you have acne or clogged pores, that daily help makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And when you start doing it regularly, maybe 2% is too much and a 1% would be better. But the, the difference of daily helping your skin do what it can't do on its own makes a huge difference. Okay. Um, I'm mindful that we've, we are getting close on time and I want to rattle through as many of these as possible. Right. Sarah Louise asks, with summer approaching and everyone getting their heavy duty SPF out, is there anything on top of salicylic acid we can be using to combat blackheads? I use it once a day, every day to keep them My at bay. My 10%. No, oh, I should let you finish S- your question before I jump in. I use it once a day, every day to keep them at bay, but SPF is my blackhead nemesis. It is. No matter what hap- no matter what I use, it clogs my pores. So um, if you're a woman, then I strongly suggest checking into using a foundation with SPF 30 or greater and a pressed powder with SPF 30 or greater and just make sure you apply it liberally. Mm-hmm. My foundation has my sunscreen because liquid sunscreens are my nemesis too. Uh, and But you just have to wear it liberally. You're not willing to wear your, uh, your, your foundation with sunscreen liberally. And then I love you know layering sunscreens with the SPF powder over it. Then you're stuck with your nemesis sunscreen. Um, however, my uh, separate from that, yes, 2% BHA is, is just classic. If you were in the States, I would encourage you to try one of my higher strengths, but I don't have that here. You can't, <laughs> I can't sell those here. But um, the, uh, my 10% niacinamide booster, the research about niacinamide in high concentrations is originally was all about improving pore size, which is mm. just stunning. But even more so now, new research shows it to be an anti-aging ingredient, that it helps improve collagen production and restructuring the skin. It's actually as wonderful yeah. as I used to think it was. It's, it's even, <laughs> even better. yeah, I love, my, now I use my 10% niacinamide booster all over. I mean, on my chest, my hands, and yeah, the whole thing. Okay. Interesting. Now, Asha asks, this is an interesting question. As someone who has never tried hair products, but is definitely very interested, which one would you recommend I start with? I'm in my mid-40s and my skin is looking for hydration and anti-aging benefits. The, oh, that is always the hardest question because, you know, we are so fundamentally a skincare routine company because mm-hmm. one product can never yeah. do it old, do it all. So because sunscreen, I mean, it, just my inclination 
is to say, I mean, it's easy to say use one of my, depending on your skin type, one of my resist moisturizers. Mm -hmm. So I have uh, resist anti-aging in the dark blue container, which is for normal to dry skin, and then for normal to oily skin in the light blue container. And the routines are complete. They both have sunscreens, uh, lightweight uh, hydration and antioxidant serums and you know, complete routines, because you need a complete routine, Mm. one ingredient, one product, there's just no way it can do it all. So it's, but then my inclination is to say, if you're not using a great daytime sunscreen filled with anti-aging ingredients, you need a great sunscreen with anti-aging ingredients, Mm. then I would go to Paula's Choice UK and take a look at the options I have for your skin type. Well, I actually think this follower, I recognize your name. I happen to think that you live in London, so I think you need to get yourself down to Selfridges. <gasps> I'm in <laughs> Selfridges. How you, they even hearing you say that, I just light up. I'm in Selfridges. Um, um, yeah, because I'm sure that... The, yeah, we have sunscreen. Exactly, and someone will be able to guide her yes. and answer that question Yes, personally. we did a complete training in that little beauty section we're in. Fabulous. Okay, so Annie asks... I have insanely oily eyelids. I get this question a lot, actually, on Instagram, people DMing me about this. I have insanely oily eyelids, therefore any eyeshadow will last a maximum of three hours, even with a primer. Is there skincare for eyelids, or can skincare help? Why are eyelids diff- Why are my eyelids different from the rest of my face? That's a hard one. My mm. eyeshadow creases into my eye as well, and I have oily eyelids. And technically, so here, I'm gonna just geek out for a second. Go for it. I don't even get why the eyelids get oily when they don't have oil glands. I think it's the fold of the eye and just the nature of oil to move on the face. I don't have any hard, fast mm-hmm. research to point on that, but it doesn't make sense that the that we have this problem. So um, what I strongly suggest you do, which is what I do, is uh, I, I don't like primers on my eye. I don't think that they... Uh, unless they have sunscreen. Uh, I don't think that they help application as much, and they kind of lay a creamy thing down on the eye. Some women love it, and I think it's worth trying. But mostly just apply a very good powder on first Mm -hmm. all over as a base, and then put the rest, like a neutral color, and Mm -hmm. then put the rest of your eyeshadows on, and then you touch up during the day. That's what I do, and I'll probably do it when we're done talking, and I'll take that little crease that you see starting in my eye, and I'll put some of the color powder over it to blend it out. Mm. That's There's nothing easy about that crease problem. What I think is interesting about the eyeshadow creasing is that it used to be that your eyeshadow wasn't very good quality, and that's why it was creasing. No. And then a while ago, it became about oily eyelids became a thing, and I'm, I personally think it has to do with Instagram makeup and the fact it's so set. Whereas ever since I've been old enough to wear eyeshadow, which is basically my entire life because I (laughs) love my makeup, I just expect to go into the bathroom at midday and see that it's creased a bit and just use my ring finger and just pat it. Well, I use, well, to, it it would help. I mean, obviously you can use your ring finger, but it really would help if you had a little small makeup kit Mm -hmm. with you and then took your powder eyeshadow that matches the color and then just blend it out. So yeah, because then yeah, I think that's a better way to do it. But yes, if you just smooth it out, that yeah, helps a great than, deal. Rather than making something stick by putting on adhesive products, essentially. Well, I, I, I don't know. I have never found them very elegant. Mm. Um, but if, if that primer has sunscreen and if you're somebody, you know, I don't think it hurts to give it a try at the counter. But I just, I, I don't think it's the eye primers have been very yeah. successful. They kind of come and go. Mm, I agree. Um, Lavanya asks, I would love to ask her what products in her range are suitable for people of color. And in her opinion, what ingredients should a person of color avoid in skincare? Okay. (laughs) I know this is a hard one. I get this, uh, a lot. Um, people ask me what products should I use? I'm 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60. There's this whole thing about what age you are and what skincare products you use, what product should I use because I'm I'm a person of color I'm black I'm Mexican I'm you know I or I'm Asian or I'm South Indian or you know South South Asian the Indian population and what should I use for that and the issue is is there's not a shred of research anywhere that shows that somebody with black skin brown skin yellow skin white skin pink skin whatever color you are when it comes to treating rosacea 
acne, oily skin, dry skin, sensitive skin, wrinkles, sun damage, da, 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 on and on and on that there is any ingredient you need to avoid. Mm -hmm. There are some people, um, uh, hydroquinone, uh, which you can't get uh, other than through prescription in the UK, uh, well, throughout Europe, um, is has been shown to be problematic for a small percentage of women of color. Um, probably best to stay away from that, mm -hmm. although some very stubborn skin discolorations is something to talk to your doctor about maybe considering that, but that's a physician-related thing. Other than that, I don't know of any research mm -hmm. saying that to treat skin is related to age. I break out and have clogged pores. My skin, and I'm oily, my skin at 65 has a lot more in common with somebody in their teens. And the research shows that the same ingredients that work for somebody in their teens and 20s who break out works for me. Mm -hmm as long as we're being gentle. And I think that's some of the misconception around products for teen acne versus adult acne is, well, the teen acne products are irritating and drying. And yeah, a lot of them are. But they're a problem for teens mm -hmm. as well. They're a problem for adults, and they make acne worse, and they make teenage acne worse. So that's a very long way of saying, um, I just haven't seen the research that there are any cosmetic ingredients that somebody of color, age, region. I love when I'm in Germany and the German city. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So what should German skin types do? And I'm thinking, look at you. There's three million types of Germans running around. What do you mean Germans? Like German is a skin type? I Oh, I just, that, that, those, yeah. No, not a skin type. Skin type is a skin type. And I love the fact that Victoria underneath that question has just written, ask her everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Victoria. Okay, Meg says, um, what are your top five, what are the top five products you recommend? A gentle cleanser. I really do like a nourishing, rehydrating, uh, skin strengthening toner. Mm -hmm. You got to use an exfoliant. You have to use an antioxidant concentrate to put those antioxidants on skin mm -hmm. to interrupt free radical damage and then the only from environmental damage. And then the only difference between your daytime moisturizer and nighttime moisturizer is sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Both should be appropriate for your skin type, meaning if you have. Oily skin, very fluid and liquid. And then if you have dry skin, more emollient. And daytime is the same beautiful, anti-aging, skin glowing, healthy, rebuild, mm -hmm. nourish, repair the skin as much as you can repair skin uh, with sunscreen during the day. And at night, those same brilliant ingredients, only without sunscreen. Okay. That's as basic as it gets. Sarah asks, what is her opinion of microcurrent and nanocurrent facial devices? Oh, man, I hate this one. <laughs> Do you want to skip it? Well, it's <laughs> muscle building as if muscles, you know, it's it's a new take on the whole thing of facial exercises. Okay. And that if you move your face around and build up your muscles, uh, that uh, you'll have younger skin. Mm -hmm. The problem is with muscles is... When you stimulate them to make them bigger, the problem, let's just take a sagging jawline. 
So the reason the jawline is sagging is two reasons. One is this big muscle that runs under the jaw is called the platissima muscle. The other thing that's happened, and it sags, it drops, mm -hmm. which is why you get, you know, turkey neck. And then the other thing that's happening, the lumpy little things you have at the corners and the other parts of the face, is that the fat pads have bunched together and moved. So first of all, those nanocurrents do nothing for the fat pads that have shifted around mm -hmm. and are causing a lot of what we think of as muscle sagging. <laughs> but when the muscle sags, making it stronger doesn't necessarily put it back where it was. So okay. even if you strengthen the muscle, then you would just have a tight muscle <laughs> hanging down because the connection of the muscle and the ligaments holding it together have stretched out. Mm. So the whole philosophy doesn't make sense. And given how expensive it is, and they love selling you 12 treatments and this whole thing, save up your money. And then if you really do want a cosmetic corrective procedures, like lasers, like mm -hmm. certain light treatments, ultrasound and radio waves, thermage and all therapy and all these things that cosmetic uh, dermatologists can do, fillers and Botox and na 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 na, all that stuff. Save your money for what research has shown when it comes to cosmetic corrective procedures really makes mm. a difference. There's nothing theoretically or in the research about those building up of muscles, yeah. which I think is what she's, I'm hoping mm -hmm. that's really what her question was about, um, that uh, that has been shown to make a difference. Okay. And it just theoretically doesn't make sense given fat pad movement and the muscle actually being someplace else than mm -hmm. where it was, the tightening of the muscle doesn't lift it back up to where it used to be. Yeah, yeah, okay. I wish it did, <laughs> believe me. Nancy asks, what are her views on copper peptides as an anti-aging ingredient? It's okay. Um, <laughs> and it's she, not, well, just, it's not the anti-aging ingredient. Mm. There are millions of great, not millions. It's just one of the many good options that mm. a, cause, you know, a formulator like me can use in a product. Um, I think the new peptides, um, copper peptide was one of the first peptides uh, created. Uh, I think some of the newer peptides are far more targeted okay. uh, and have a more interesting research, but copper peptide is a decent ingredient. And she has a second question, Nancy. Does bone broth actually work to create collagen in your skin? Bone broth? Yep. No. <laughs> Bone broth? Well, there's a lot of collagen drinks and there's a lot of... Oh, the collagen drinks. Well, there's collagen drinks and then there's also actual... I have re definitely read things that say that if you drink bone broth, which is huge so you mean here, So given my people drink a ton of chicken soup, should I just assume that it's helping my... I'm sorry. Never mind. That was rude. Uh, so I sometimes... See, I don't... I just piss people off. I can't help myself. So the issue is when it comes to collagen drinks... For certain, there's research that drinking hyaluronic acid and drinking collagen does seem to have some decent research. It's not my area of specialty, mm -hmm. so I can only speak, you know, I'll overview what research overlaps with skin. Yeah. That seems to be helpful for joints, mm -hmm. uh, something to do with the synovial fluid. I'm not exactly sure I understand it all, but there is some positive research mm -hmm. about collagen drinks and hyaluronic acid drinks being helpful for that. I've seen no research showing how it translates to skin. In, uh, so I find it unlikely given how it works mm. because when you drink it, it's not making more collagen. It's mm. working in a different manner. Same thing with hyaluronic acid. The thing over here, which maybe isn't a trend that is as big in the US, is the boil—you know—the boiling down of bones, animal bones. Yeah, and then, nah, no, no, can't okay. imagine Americans especially with we have such a very strong animal rights movement but that's I, the that's the, I think that's the what Nancy's asking is about the bone broth is actually the boiling down of the bones and then No, I get it and that theoretically sounds like it would be collagen but bones aren't made up of collagen. Okay. Bones are made up of calcium, right? That that's not and where the, the collagen comes from. The oh, the marrow inside. Yeah, I so again, that I'm sorry I thought you just meant the bones. <laughs> but uh I haven't seen the research, well, I definitely haven't seen the research about that for joints, but in terms of the drinks, um, yeah, 
there is some research about joints. I haven't seen anything. I think it's a waste for skin because mm -hmm. you can't, it doesn't make more. Co collagen topically on skin and collagen drinking doesn't stimulate more collagen. Mm -hmm. That's not how it works when you take it orally. Okay. Now we have two questions left, so we're, we're in the home stretch. All so right. Susanna has asked, sunscreen formulations, many good sunscreens contain drying alcohols. Are they okay to use? No, they, they actually don't. You're okay. mixing up the drying alcohols with, I mean, some do. I don't want to say none of them. She's She might be mixing up the names that sound like alcohol, like satiral alcohol and well, she's written here, Paula recommends avoid avoiding drawing alcohols in skincare. Goodness, I can't speak for a podcaster. Since cutting out denatured alcohol, my skin has been so much better. However, many good sunscreens like Ultrasun and La Roche-Posay contain alcohol. I wonder what she thinks about that. Should we avoid sunscreens So if it's the really problematic alcohol, like denatured mm -hmm. alcohol, SD alcohol, or just when the word alcohol is all by itself, yes, you have to avoid it. It's a problem. I, I can't do anything about the research that shows that alcohol is a problem mm -hmm. for skin. It just causes free radical damage, not a good thing for skin. No. And the final question. Aha! Claire, how does Paula rate the importance of vitamin C and retinol in a skincare routine for someone who is over 40? What and where do I use them in my routine? So there's many ingredients so I think retinol and vitamin C are definitely mm. superhero ingredients. We have a whole um, uh, notion of ingredients that definitely have great research behind them. However, while I think retinol is great, and it is, it's a very good cell communicating ingredient that tells skin to make better skin cells, actually mm -hmm. gets to living skin cells and says, stop being an asshole skin cell. <laughs> I want you to be younger. Now, doesn't be younger the way we hoped it would be younger, but definitely better. Vitamin C has very interesting problems. Oh, by the way, both retinol and vitamin C are natural to skin. Mm -hmm. They live naturally in skin as part of our protection when we're younger from environment, from keeping our skin tone even. So, and we stop making those as we get older, mm -hmm. not actually as we get older because of sun damage. Mm -hmm. So giving skin back, those substances that the sun takes away and prevents us from making is a good thing. So that's a long way to say that I think vitamin C and the research about it as an antioxidant and also improving skin color is very impressive. I think the research about retinol and how it is a cell communicating ingredient also is natural to skin and helps give skin back some of its natural protection, I think is brilliant. I, I, but two ingredients will never do it. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. So vitamin C and vitamin A may be great for your diet, but if you only, because retinol is vitamin A, mm -hmm. if you only took vitamin A and ate vitamin C, you know, if you only ate oranges and carrots, you would very quickly become unhealthy and maybe malnutrition and God forbid mm -hmm. die. Skin is as complicated, it is the biggest organ of the body. That's all skin is, it's just one of the organs. And it is incredibly complicated with all the substances it needs to be healthy. So I would ask you to think about it like your diet. Mm -hmm. Two ingredients, no matter how interesting and wonderful they are, isn't enough. I would be a bad skincare formulator I would want you to not buy my products if I was the kind of formulator that only put a hero or latest trendy ingredient in. We put all of the ingredients I've been talking about, the replenishing ingredients, the antioxidants, the cell communicating ingredients, to put skin as best as we can back together. Mm -hmm. So vitamin C and vitamin A are great. Lord knows I've got products with high mm -hmm. concentrations of vitamin A and vitamin C that are <laughs> worth considering. Uh, but it's never just one or two. Uh, we often at Paula's Choice call it the cocktail mm. approach. It's about how you put these brilliant ingredients together for different skin types and different skin concerns that get you what you need to take the best care of your skin. But in someone over 40. It doesn't matter age. Doesn't matter age. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, I wish I, first of all, I, one is I wish I could use retinol. I can't. I'm one of the few people who is sensitized to retinol. But I've tried to use retinol from very young. It's such a 
oh my God, the research. You know, we know the most about retinol for skincare as an ingredient. It's been researched for over 40, 50 years now. I mean, it's just been around a long time. We know so much about it. But even though I, yeah, would I like to use it? Yeah, I would like to use it. I know a lot about it. But then I use my products with peptides and niacinamide that have similar properties. Mm -hmm. It's never, there's so many brilliant ingredients. We don't have to get hung up on limiting our cocktail approach Mm -hmm. that doesn't include alcohol (laughs) on, on the skin. And I've forgotten because as we are coming to the end, last time we saw each other, you told me what your favorite drink was. And I've forgotten. I'm a martini girl. You are I'm a, a dirty, I'm a dirty Bombay gin, sapphire, dirty martini girl. But the dirty comes on the side. That's olive juice. That's yeah. the olive brine. Because I put in my own. I don't trust the bartender to know exactly. You know, you know how you can, sp- you know. I'm, oh, no, I love you. You know, I'm from, I'm from Seattle. And you know how you can special order coffee at Starbucks, right? You go to other, oh, yeah, yeah. right. You can say double this, short that, yeah. little this, more Wet, that. I mean, no it's foam, like, non-fat. This, you know, try to do that in a different place. And they look at you like, don't waste my time. <laughs> right. So it's, it's really, uh, having grown up, you know, in Seattle, Starbucks world, then my, you know, my, you should hear me order, a. A Starbucks latte. It takes an hour, but I'm. How do you the, take your latte? Uh, how do I take my latte? Oh, my latte um, is an americano, strong americano, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, a hot soy milk about an inch. Uh, with I don't know if you have this here, but in the states we have uh, sugar-free mocha, sugar-free chocolate I'm sure we do. mocha. <gasps> And then I have uh, uh, three Splendas, which is, uh, what do you guys call that here? Sucralose? The, we like have the, Splendor. We have, what's it? Um, is it Sweetex? Sweetex. So, like, sweeteners. Like aspartame, aspartame, whatever. But I, and then I use this, uh, uh, three sweeteners. So, when you do <gasps> your dirty martini, <gasps> yes. I had a vision of you walking, like, traveling with your own olive juice. You know, you can't always <laughs> get it in Europe. It drives me nuts. I thought, I think about that every now and then, that I should travel with my own olive juice. I do. It's, you know, given, by the way, just to be very clear, given alcohol is not good for skin, it's also not a health food. Just okay. to be very clear, Olives I'm not, are. like, endorsing <laughs> drinking, but I do have, uh, when I indulge, that is my... Uh, indulging so drink. So dirty martini, how many olives? Huh? Oh, no olives. No olives. Well, you know, I, I don't know if you've noticed since we last met, but I've lost about 30 kilos. You didn't say anything. Now I'm thinking I'm looking I chubby again. No, 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 you no. You did? I really did notice, and it's in my mind to say to Nadine, okay. she's lost a lot of weight, hasn't <laughs> she? <laughs> Yeah, I know. You don't want to say that to somebody because then you then you case. go, wait a second, was I that fat exactly. before? Exactly. Right. Exactly. No, but I did. I lost 26 or 27 uh, kilos. And so I'm very aware of calorie intake and the olives just aren't worth. Okay. I mean, the martini is high enough calories as it is. And yeah. each of those little olives is about 30 or 40 calories. So I'm definitely a calorie conscious your calories in, Girl. calories out. Um, so was it calories in, calories out that you did it with? Uh, pretty and and healthy, and and eating healthy because I don't. I, I have been eating an anti-inflammatory diet mm-hmm. for a, a very long time, uh, especially since I lost weight. So mm-hmm. yeah, I eat an anti-inflammatory diet. Did you have to get into a headspace? Because I've talked about this many times on the podcast with nutritionists and how. I just recently had a very popular guest on, Ian Marber, a huge, very popular nutritionist over here. And he just says every diet works, but it really is where your head's at. It's for as long as you stick to it. Forever. So yeah. some of the, I, I've struggled with my weight my whole life. And this is the actually one of the longest periods of time I've kept my weight off. And I tell people that I think that my dedication right now is because of my age, I don't have any more time left to seesaw again. I mean, by the time I gained the weight back and took it off again, mm-hmm. oh my God. So this this is it. This this either stays this way or so I'm I'm very aware of an anti-inflammatory diet. Mm-hmm. I'd like my joints. You know, remember I said I'm not pro-aging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like my <laughs> joints to last as long as possible. I'd like my organs and veins and heart to be you know, losing the the 30K, uh, um, I uh, 
changed my cholesterol from being at a Wait, prob- 60 pounds? Surely it's Yeah, nice. 60 pounds. <gasps> 60, give or take. I, re- I saw that you had yes. lost weight, but I didn't realize. That's yeah. impressive. Well, maybe, Congratulations. Maybe I wasn't quite that heavy last time. Maybe I'd already started the process of, of losing. But yeah, at the at the high point, it was yeah not not good, and I was what in the states we call it a, a, a metabolic triple threat. <laughs> so I had uh, high blood pressure, I had uh, pre-diabetes that was really moving into diabetes, and uh, high cholesterol, and then at around the forty uh, pound, uh, what is that twenty some kilo mm-hmm. point, um, and I went in to get. Uh, checked again almost everything was almost back to normal and then at the 60 pound 30 kilo point uh it was i was ultra nor i mean there was no hint of any metabolic yeah i was a lifestyle disaster waiting to happen yeah wow so i'm yeah i pay yeah, I eat an anti-inflammatory because I also have arthritis. Isn't getting old? Let's be pro-aging. Yeah, go Screw for that you. arthritis. <laughs> oh God, I have pre-signs of arthritis, so mm. I'm I'm very aware of uh, an anti-inflammatory diet to protect my joints for as long as possible. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty uh, zealot about it at this stage in my life. We may have, probably should have been younger, but what the hell, better late than never. Are you writing a book about this? Mm, no. Should I? Yes, Actually, please. you know what I am <laughs> thinking of writing a book about that I've actually started taking notes on and researching is entrepreneurship. I because would read I, that book. Because I, I see such strange, the, the advice sometimes, first of all, doesn't sound like it's for women. Sounds mm-hmm. like it's a boy thing. Yep. Um, you know, men, you know, mas- being masters of the universe, trying to fit into the corporate world. Um, that there's, you know, the, the there was this one piece. This really is what spurred it. Is I think it comes from that line in the movie Apollo 13 that failure isn't an option. Mm. You know that famous line, and you, you know the the truth of it is is not only is failure an option, but we actually failure just failure just happens every day Mm. you don't brush your teeth long enough you forgot to floss uh you ate that extra piece of bread you shouldn't eat you slept in a little longer your makeup went on bad you had a fight with your (laughs) boyfriend your kid i mean whatever there are failures every uh, every day big ones little ones medium ones and it so it isn't about failing it's how we rebound mm. from failing from what we do and embrace it so that we can try to do it differently if you try to fight against failure it's a fool's game right yeah. it's like what we were talking about being popular before mm. what the hell it ain't happening you are not i mean maybe that cheerleader was popular but there were a lot of people that hated her too. It's a big world. You can't make mm. everybody happy. So I actually, um, I, I've been taking notes, kind of running around the internet at the bad information <coughs> I see on the internet about entrepreneurship. And I want that book, and so you have to do it. <laughs> and also, I, as somebody who was not very, perhaps still isn't, but definitely wasn't previously very good at taking failures well, I um, reprogram my brain, and now I see failures as stepping stones to success. You know, one of the most important aspects of life, just in general, is we should always aim for plan A. Always. Arnold Schwarzenegger says that. But if plan A doesn't work, or the world changes and plan A isn't viable, Mm -hmm. doesn't even make sense, then you need plan B, Plan C, Mm -hmm. Plan D, you need contingencies. (coughs) People, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm sure people have said to you, what's your five-year plan? I love that one. And what I say is I barely can get six months out. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky if I can get two or three months ahead of what's going on in the world and what I need to do. Because I believe in responding as quickly to change not giving up too soon, but knowing when to give up. The saying in America we use is when to cut bait. But you can't cut bait unless you have backup plans. So that, I think, is, 
I, I just think that that's kind of the way to go about life is with backup plans and not having to feel so righteous. Because mm-hmm. some people get so lost in that five-year plan they don't get when they need to throw it out yeah. and look at something else and do it differently. I agree. And I also think generationally, female entrepreneurs, as you just alluded to, that weren't necessarily a thing. Right. And so right. It's, we're on a learning curve. And you're and right. And some of it is that the, the most of the information about entrepreneurship is generally very, what I call, e- even from women, is very testosterone-based. Mm-hmm. And I think that estrogen-based entrepreneurship, nurturing, doing all the things that women know how to do best can make for a very successful business. Yep, you don't have to act like a man. You don't have to to act like a man. Well, definitely take their best traits, Mm -hmm. but do not take all of them. (laughs) For sure don't take all of them. I mean, that's uh, that's 100%. I, I absolutely 100% need you to write this book. So I I'm going to stop write here. This book because we definitely have gone down rabbit holes. Oh, but that's what this podcast is always about. I this love is your where the podcast. gems find. Thank you so much. Oh my much. God. Um, obviously, thank you to everybody who submitted a question. Um, it has been a delight to share these with Paula. If you want to, if you're enjoying the show, wherever you might be listening, I would encourage you to leave how many stars, Paula? Uh, five, five, six, six seven, eight, nine, <laughs> <laughs> and come visit me at paulaschoice.com, uh, Paula's Choice UK, yep. and Selfridges. And Selfridges, all of the links to Paula, the social media, everything will be in the show notes. Once again, we'll have to do this again You're soon. You're lovely. Thank you are you. just stunning. Thank <laughs> you. Before you go, just a quick one. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you want to talk to me about something, if you want to join a wider conversation, there's some really lovely ways to do it. I have a dedicated listener inbox. No other spam goes in there. I am quite territorial about it. Email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com if you're a listener and you have thoughts and feelings about the episodes and you would like to share them with me. If you want to join a wider conversation, there is a fabulous Facebook group. It's closed, it's private, but I approve every single member. So go in, ask to join and I usually get to it within a day there are some lovely conversations going in there at the moment and I often give sneak previews of guests that I'm about to record with to ask if there are any questions that you would like me to ask so you do get a very sneak preview of upcoming guests the link to that will be in the show notes and if you are enjoying this episode or many of the other shows I would be so delighted if you would go over to iTunes click those five stars and maybe write a couple of sentences about why you enjoy the show. It would mean the world to me and it would help a show like mine stand out on a massive platform like iTunes. Thank you so much and I'll see you on the next one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.